my gorgeous, beautiful people. Th these are not plugged into you, which means I'm wearing these for show at this point. Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. <laughs> and by these, for those of you guys that are listening, I mean earbuds that are in my computer and not my phone. I am so excited to be with you today. I'm going to go check on my page. Just, ah, I am live. There's Paula. Um, cool. Welcome to this week's show, you guys. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Liga. We are having apparently whatever season three is all money shows, apparently all money all the time. And this week, my team picked the topic, <laughs> which I'm really excited about. And I'm like, can I talk about that? Yes, I can. Uh, so the topic this week is, is there too much month at the end of your money? Hi, Kim. <laughs> and um, I thought that was clever. Very appreciative. And I asked you guys for questions. I didn't get a lot of questions sent in, but it could have been the way I asked. Help, there's too much month at the end of my money. Ah! So I thought I would uh, chat about this a little bit. And I did get one question that I think I'm going to use to kick us off into what I'm sure will be an ADD adventure through the topic. Um, so, so Jeanette actually sent me in a really cool question. And she said, I was on your first money bomb call in 2015. Now that dudes, two, that's four years ago. That series of calls is still one of the best series on money that I've ever done. Um, so she was on that series. That's four years ago. And she goes, lately I've been listening to old access calls, access consciousness. And one of them was Gary facilitating a woman taking on other people's stuff and then asking her if she was one of the creators of this thing, the surrogate program. Can you talk about taking on other people's money stuff, being a financial healer even? Like we take on other people's physical stuff when we don't acknowledge our body being a healer of magnitude. Looking forward to your talk. Okay, cool. So for those of you guys that might be newish to the Access Consciousness tools, first of all, I'm a facilitator of those tools and it's one of the biggest honors in my whole life. And it's because the tools actually work. And one of the principal tools, one of the principal things we talk about all the time with access in my videos, if you watch them at all, is the fact that you're aware. You're not fucked up, you're aware. It's my t-shirt. You're not as fucked up as you think you are, you're just aware. That should say it somewhere, but it doesn't. It just leaves you hanging. You're just not as fucked up as you think you are. But the thing about, you know, when you're not given the information that you're aware, you feel fucked up because you're picking up all this shit, but you don't know you're picking it up. You just think it's you. And it does not matter what the shit is. It doesn't matter if it's anxiety shit or depression shit or money shit or whatever it is. If it's shit, it's not yours. Now, that doesn't mean that in the journey of consciousness that you won't sometimes be uncomfortable. I do want to kind of say that now because I've been having a lot of conversations with a lot of you recently about uncomfort and when you're choosing more and when you're creating more and you're expanding your life like it's uncomfortable that's not what we're talking about though we're talking about shit money shit like physical shit shit is not yours now you don't have to take my word for it on any of this stuff you can just ask what if 99% of what I'm aware of is mine does it get any lighter does your world get lighter does it get a little less contracted a little less dense that means it's not yours. And so you just return it to sender with consciousness attached, which really just sends that shitty energy back out into the big energy field and instead of you making it yours. And here's the thing about any, 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 anything that you buy as yours, whether it's physical pain or money pain or whatever the fuck pain it is, once you buy it, 
it's yours. So, I mean, it is literally like you've gone into the, you know, psychic store and you've just put a bunch of other people's shit in your, in your basket thinking that it's your shit and then you wonder why you feel so bad. And what we do with money in particular and so many other things, but let's talk about money, is we do this weird thing called biomimetic mimicry. Biomimetic mimicry, big, big words. What that basically means is we, short version, most of us grow up with very dysfunctional money families. Like my family was broke ass broke, constantly arguing about money. Every fight was about money. Every, every single thing about our life was flavored by the fact that we had no money and that no money conversation was an active part of our life. So I grew up in a soup of poverty, survival, mentality, energies, energies and points of view. And I didn't know there was another possibility. I'm a kid, you're a kid growing up in a soup and you're like, well, this soup is everybody's soup and this is my soup. This, of course, I'm in the soup. I am the soup, right? I'm the soup. So you you walk out. So I walked out into the world in my early 20s and I actually went to jail for eight days because I was so busy biomimetically mimicking my mother's pains, pathways, and realities with money. I was literally doing the same shit she'd done because it was what I saw. I was I was the soup. And so I started getting to discover what living and being that soup did in the world. Well, turns out when you don't pay for your car insurance three times and you don't take care of your car and you get pulled over for it, they put what's called a bench warrant out for your arrest. And after the third one, you just go straight to jail, honey. It doesn't matter that you're a, na a nanny for three little girls and blah, 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 blah. None of that is relevant because you've been an asshole in their eyes and now you need to pay for it. So I got to experience some kind of severe effects of, hi Krista, hi Susanna, hi Astrid, um, of being really super unconscious and biomimetically mimicking my mom's pains, pathways, and realities with money. So not all of you have that same level of extremity. Welcome, my name is Mrs. Extreme. I do extremity very well. But all of us have, have these areas or full-on you know, functional spaces where we are literally being someone else. We're just, and the way you know you're being someone else with something is it doesn't work for you. You're not having success with it. It's not light. It's not doing the thing. When you're being you, things do the thing. When you're being someone else, things don't do the thing. And so, and so you, it's a good question to ask yourself, like, who am I being with money? Who am I being with money? Am I being me? Am I being my mom? Am I being my dad? Am I just being someone else? That's a cool question because once you get that awareness, so you just go with whatever pops up. I'm being my mom. Holy shit. Cool. If I were being me with money, what would that even be like? And for me, this whole conversation has taken years to work its way through my world. You know, this is not one of those conversations that you just maybe ask yourself once and then you're over it necessarily. This is probably one of those conversations be that you have to keep having with yourself. You have to actually be willing to be super present with you in these areas and actually keep wondering if you were being you, what would you choose here? If you were being you with bills, what would you choose here? If I were being me with, what would I choose? Because it's biomimetic mimicry. You grew up in soup. So it's like through your fabric. In fact, we have entire body processes to undo this in your body. So it, it's not even just that it's one choice and you know then you're good it's like it's in your you've locked it into your body you are being and here's why 
because most of what everybody around us chooses is insane. And guess what we as humanoid beings try to do? We try to understand insanity. So to understand something fully, like to fully get it, you have to completely embody it, be it, choose it to fully understand it. It's no longer something somebody else is choosing that's just interesting. We are trying to get it on a cellular level. And as kids with no tools, even more so, because that's what we see, if that's what we're being, that apparently that's the way you be in the world. And so we just lock that into our bodies and we start being it. And so, you know, you grow up in this soup and you become the soup and now you're trying to create your life as an adult who maybe has just found the tools of access consciousness or not. I didn't until I was 36, 37. And, and, and now it's like, now it becomes the adventure of like actually discovering what you would like to choose, what your reality is with this, what if you were truly being you, what you would create with the Nazmani. And the other thing, but and, and though, you continue to be aware. And as you use these tools, as you run these clearing statements and you use these questions and you begin to choose and you begin to just get your bars run and all the things that go along with these access consciousness tools, your awareness increases. So it's not like you get any less aware or, you know, you become aware of less stuff. You actually become aware of even more stuff, which means now you're tapping into the entire universal soup of points of view about money. I mean, what's a girl to do besides just like choose, right? So if you don't really get aggressively present with yourself and, you know, get how aware you are and also get simultaneously that you have total choice to create whatever you'd like to have as your life, then you're a bit fucked and not in a good way, right? Because you're hobbled now. You're at the effect of your awareness. It's kind of not as fun to be at the effect of your awareness as it is to have it and use it, which who teaches you that except for access consciousness. So, but you can use it. And this is what I do in facilitation and in my life all the time is I started to really, really strengthen in myself, the reality that I am aware, not the concept that I'm aware, like not the concept that I'm aware. It's not a concept that you are, that you pick up on everything from eight to 8,000 miles in every direction. That is not a concept, that's real. But if you only ever treat it as a concept, you won't ever get empowered by it. If it's only a theoretical thing, and you can know it's a theoretical thing if you keep going into feeling fucked up, like, and you can't seem to change it. And that was really what um, Jeanette, was saying, she's like, I've used all these tools and like, I don't actually know what it's gonna take to change this. And so this is really where I'm talking about. It's like, well, if the tools only ever stay theoretical, if they don't become a reality that you are aware, a reality that you biomimetically mimic, a reality that you have choice, then nothing really kind of ever does change because you never fully claim and receive the power that you really are, the potency that you really are to, to create a totally different thing. You, you know, and, and this is the, so this is the gift of consciousness. This is a gift of consciousness is that it shines a light on to what you're actually capable of, to what is really available that you can't define and blah, 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 right? And you get to start to shine a light on, oh, well, if I didn't have to be my mom, what could I choose? You know, if I didn't have to, if I didn't have to have a hard time with money, then what, what else would I 
create, right? Like if having a hard time with money was like just a choice, then that must mean I have other choices. So what are they? But then even that willingness to look at that and start asking those questions is a choice most people don't make. So, so with all of this, when you, when you have a thing like money that continues to be a problem after a period of time, like four years, um, it's from my point of view, time to really come to Jesus, like time to really get brutally honest with yourself because brutal honesty with self is the pathway to freedom. And what I mean by that is every single time, it, it doesn't matter what's showing up in your life, you create it. That's a piece of brutal honesty that I know most people are like, I don't want to know, I don't want to know that I create everything in my life, ow, you know. <laughs> and at the beginning for me too, that was, that was, hi Jeremy, hi Sarah, hi Janine. Um, at the beginning for me too, that was a bitch. That was a bitter pill to swallow. But as I got, you know, further into transforming where I was functioning from with money, uh, it became a gift. Because if I could create that much shit, then what was I actually capable of in the other direction, right? Like, what could I really create that I hadn't ever chosen? And I still challenge myself with that all the time. What can I actually create that I haven't yet chosen? Because that's what makes life worth living <laughs> for me. What makes life worth living for you? One of the things that Gary said in one of the books he wrote it was that you have to be willing to give up survival as a point of view. And I remember when I when I read that sentence and I was like, I get it, I don't get it, I don't get it, I don't get it. You know, I was like, uh. <laughs> And so I kept, usually when something like that, um, hi Sandy, hits me like that, I dive into it more. Because I'm like, I really want to get that, like what would it take to get this? And so I'm like, you have to be willing to give up survival as a point of view. So I started playing with it in my own world. I'm like, well, okay, so if I gave that up, what would that be like? Okay, so if thrival was my point of view, what would that be like? And I'm like, at the, in the beginning, I wasn't even willing to have thrival as my point of view for all the reasons, no reasons whatsoever. Um, it's too hard, I can't, The I won't be able to. And you may wanna actually use this as an exercise for yourself of going, yeah, like if you gave up, are you using survival as your basic point of view? Of, I can survive, I will survive, I must not survive, I will never survive. All the twisted sides of that survival thing. Is that still your point of view? Are you still functioning from that? Because if you've got too much month at the end of your money, you're still functioning from survival as a point of view. There's not a thrival point of view in there. And a thrival point of view is so weird. Again, with the if we're so aware and we pick up on everybody else's thoughts, feelings, and emotions from eight to 8,000 billion light years in every direction, is thrival a point of view or a reality on planet Earth right now? It exists, but it exists like, you know, the almost extinct butterfly in the Amazon where there's like six of them, right? So it's not the point of view that you're going to pick up on first thing. The point of view you're going to pick up on first thing that is the most biggest, dynamicest, biggest energy right now is survival and death and judgment, death. So, <laughs> so again, with if awareness is just a concept and it's not a reality, 
and you go to choose more and all of a sudden you become aware of all this death and heaviness and greediness and survival ah and you do not acknowledge that it's just awareness then you'll buy it immediately it'll be yours and you'll have to you do all this shenanigans to try to get over something that isn't even yours in the first place so you really do you really do to change there's a, there's a few key things to to totally change this and, and one of them is really starting to play with the reality of awareness. Like, okay, so I'm aware of all these crazy points of view. I, we, I, bio, I'm, I was in the soup of my family's points of view forever, you know, and now I'm biomimetically mimicking all of this reality's points of view about money. What is mine? And that's where there's gotta be a demand in your world that you're the platform from which you've been functioning, which is just another word for soup, um, has to change because you can't actually create a reality of thrival from a point of view of survival. If you are secretly still just surviving, which means you will only ever create just enough and it won't matter how much that just enough is. If you're functioning from a point of view of survival, you'll only ever create just enough and then you'll spend the rest because your point of view creates your reality. So you'll always match your outside circumstances to your point of view unconsciously. So, you know, so if that's what's been occurring, you have more, more month than money, more month than money, more month, then there's a point of view you're functioning from, or 27,000, that one, aren't yours, and two, are you are creating, you're proving. So, you know, time to get brutally honest. It's like, well, what points of view am I using to create this? Would be one of the questions I'd ask. What points am I using to create this? What am I proving? What points of view am I proving with this? And look at that, like get honest with yourself about where you're functioning from, but then also add to that a creative and generative side, which is like, and if I wasn't doing that, what would I choose? If I was an infinite being that was gonna be around for the next 10,000 years, what would I choose? Like, would I be making the same choices I'm making now if I knew that I never died, if I never ended? I can't, you know? And I mean, those can sound like, I guess, unrelevant questions based on I'm only making $500 a month or whatever. But the thing is you're an infinite being functioning like a, we're, we're infinite beings that start to function like little pieces of sand. So that's, it just doesn't work. So you have to start being willing to ask different questions that actually acknowledge the scope of you, the breadth of you, the width of you, the expansiveness of you that will, will allow you to begin to receive different information, receive different inspiration, receive different ideas, receive um, more money. And then I, I don't know if this is in steps or not, but the third thing that really pops, I think it's the third or maybe the 15th, is making a demand of you that it change. Money, it won't matter how many money telecalls that you buy or how many money clearing series that you listen to or how many tools that you use if you don't make a different choice. It, it just, you know, you can't clear yourself into choice. So making it, I, I have created what I've created by making demands on myself. And I, I'm very demanding. I'm a demanding cunt on me. And sometimes I've been unkind about it and other times I've been just demanding, you know, with total space and this is changing. So, you know, the energy that I am with me gets more amazing all the time. It gets kinder. But there's still the demand required. And demand doesn't have to be unkind, but it does need to be there. 
And so if you have, if you are still experiencing the same thing, then you're still choosing the same thing. Experiences follow choices and not the other way around. So again, with the come to Jesus, baby, like get honest with yourself. What would you have to demand of you to change this thing? You know, to have more money at the end of the month than month, what would you have to be willing to do? Choose, be, receive. Some of you might just have to get to work, you know? Like, I I, was, I don't have that problem of getting to work. I actually have the opposite thing where I need to learn how to better relax and receive and submit. Um, that's going to be my adventure. But some of you will have my adventure, and some of you will need to just, like, you know, put your overalls on, and bitches, get your sledgehammer, get to work, right? And that's how I've changed this for me. You know, it's like... Um, it doesn't work for me anymore to to constantly get back down to zero. It doesn't work for me anymore not to have money anymore. It doesn't This thing that I'm doing is not working for me anymore. And I am the only one that can change this. And once I'm willing to change it, hi, Dimpy, um, then the universe gets behind me, fucking right, and all the quantum entanglements, and there's all these beings around to contribute. So all of that's available for me when I'm willing to choose and I'm willing to receive. So maybe play with what am I unwilling to choose that if I were willing to choose it would totally change this for me. And everything that doesn't allow it, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, fuck, all shirts, boys and beyonds. You're so welcome, Aruna. Absolutely. 100%. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Does anybody have a question for me? Because I'm sort of running out of things to say because I'm like, and that's it, and that's all, and that's everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't even think I can sum that up. I might just wrap it up. We'll make it a little bit of a shorty, but uh, what I'd do is I'd go back through this thing and take some notes, because there's a ton of stuff in here that if you really apply it will totally change your financial reality. Thing two, I would go buy the How to Become Money Workbook. Um, and go through that. Get a friend together and go through it every week if you have to, or definitely every two weeks, because that will start to change the space you're functioning from. And um, the third thing I'd say is, if you haven't yet started playing with the Awareness Challenge, um, it's a clearing from Gary, go do that, theawarenesschallenge.com, because that'll start to change the space you're functioning from. And the fourth thing I would just say is, like, go take notes on this, and really start to look at, like, it re really the key to freedom, is being willing to be honest with yourself about where you're functioning from with no point of view. That's the key to freedom. And I think that's the thing we struggle with more than anything because we're so worried that we're going to find something awful about us. And many, many times we've bought, most of the time, we've bought some horrible judgment of ourselves, Like, you know, we're the worst person ever with money or we fucking kill people with money or, um, blah, you know, like... But we bought some sort of terrible judgment. So instead of acknowledging that we bought it because we think we're going to die if we acknowledge it, we just live with it and cover it up and keep creating disasters instead of just going, well, am I actually terrible? And if I wasn't, what would be available? Instead of just really going there, go there, you know? So, yeah, cool. Oh, you guys are starting to talk to me. I love it. Um, how can I unwrap my capacity with money? Well, honey, what if it wasn't wrapped? Well, and, and I would say, like, how can you access your capacity with money? Just start to ask. 
the universe is so generous. Like, if you start to ask for something, like I started asking so many things. I've asked for so many things, but they, well, the few that stick out are like, I started to ask the universe to show me the gift of me. And I had two full years of just getting it. And I started to ask to live fully exposed. I got that one too. That was uncomfortable. Um, I started to ask for the universe to show me what receiving is for me. That's amazing. All of this is so amazing. So ask for what you would like to have. What, what universe would you show me my capacity with money? I feel like I'm trying more awareness and it's making my money situation worse. Ah, worse never comes from awareness. Worse comes from choice. So what choices are you making that's creating what you're having is a great question. Brutal honesty. I asked how I know that I stepped out of the reality of my family. Cool. I choose it to change and shit started to happen. Uh, cool. What choices am I making that's create this creating the shit I am having? Hi, Crystal. Is the workbook the place to change my money point of view? Yes. Yes, it is. All right, you lovers. All right, well, if this contributed to you, would you share it? Would you tell other people about it? And um, and then I'll see you guys back here next week. Oh, if you'd like to come play and have even more change and start unraveling more of the unconsciousness, for I'm leaving the registration open for my money clearing extravaganza for another few days. So you can come and play there. Just go to crystaljoycrawford.com and that's there. And Jeanette, I talked in and around your whole thing for the whole rest of the show. So you can go listen to that. And otherwise, share this with your friends. And I adore you totally. And I will see you again right here next week.